to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 232. Starting off with security news. So worldwide COVID-19 cases are actually rising faster than ever right now. And yet we seem to have reached a point of concern exhaustion, at least in the U.S. I think between the stress of constant fear from COVID, the fact that people are anxious to get communities back up and running again, and then the U.S. protests and riots, many people are just kind of over the whole pandemic thing. And this is potentially going to be a real problem because the only reason we were able to keep the numbers so low in the U.S. before was because of the lockdown. So with that lifting in many states, combined with so many people getting together during the protests, we're likely going to see some significant surges in the next two to four weeks. And current numbers, the U.S. is currently at around 2 million cases and 110,000 deaths. What's actually a lot more concerning, though, are the numbers and the rates and trends in Brazil and India and a number of other places. Their numbers are shooting up at rates that look a lot more like Italy and the U.S. early on, just really fast acceleration. And they're still in denial mode, so that's not a good combo. Britain has launched its first cyber war regiment called the 13th Signals Regiment. It's around 250 people, and its mission is to combat threats to the army domestically and abroad. Zoom has another controversy associated with an article stating that they only offer end-to-end encryption for paying customers, which would leave free users out in the cold. And I think this is really weird. I mean, first off, Google Meet, Microsoft Teams, WebEx, all these don't have end-to-end encryption on by default either. And second, there are actually trade-offs to doing full end-to-end encryption that a lot of people don't want. And you actually can lose some functionality. So for example, when you do end-to-end encryption on Zoom, you lose PSTN phone access, SIP rooms, cloud recordings, and transcription streaming to other services like YouTube and stuff. So a lot of those are features that most users want, you know, the free users want, and, you know, you don't want to give those up for for those users. So there are trade-offs. And in my opinion, the worst part of the story is actually that Zoom once again didn't get out in front of the messaging on this. They should have had a very clear one-pager that showed the trade-offs of free versus enterprise, end-to-end versus normal. Like, what are the features you're going to lose if you turn on end-to-end, right? This should have all been a simple infographic or something. And as a result of not having that, the narrative that's currently in people's minds is that every other product on the planet already has end-to-end encryption. That Zoom was the only holdout that didn't have it, And then when they finally did roll it out, they only offered it to paid users. And 
left the other users, and here was the other part of the narrative, they left the other users unencrypted to make it easier to give that unencrypted traffic to the government. That was the other narrative that was added on to this. And it's just really bad for them. And it's also not true. So I think in addition to hiring Alex for security, they should look into hiring someone for PR because they clearly need it as much as they need security. Facebook says it will start blocking state-controlled media entities from buying ads this summer. The move comes as the company continues to receive criticism regarding its control over mis-slash-disinformation. Chrome is facing a $5 billion lawsuit over tracking people, even when they're in incognito mode. Some Russian-speaking hackers hit a U.S. defense contractor with maze ransomware that works with the Minuteman 3 nuclear missile system. So, of course, the headlines were things like Russian hackers hit nuclear sites. But you look into it, and it's some contractor got hit with ransomware. What? I mean, still significant, but you got to look into these stories. People are trying to get clicks, right? More than half of American retailers didn't pay their rent in April and May. That is staggering to me. I mean, you got regular citizens, regular you know consumers, regular people not paying their rent on their homes and apartments. But retailers, half of American retailers didn't pay their rent. Hangzhou province in China is looking to assign every citizen a 1 to 100 colored health rating based on their sleep, diet, and exercise. And yeah, so a lot of people think that China has, you know, just this single government and they push these experiments out to the entire country at the same time. It's not really like that. They've got hundreds of these experiments going on at various levels of government. This one is at the province level, but they have like city level ones, but they are in general oriented around, you know, Big Brother, AI, tracking, sensors, surveillance, cameras, and linking all those together. But there are some that are more health and safety oriented. There are some that are just plain scary. And they're at every tier of government. And it's really just a competition for what's going to win and what's going to be more interesting and get adopted at higher and higher levels. There's a large botnet powered campaign going on that's pulling WordPress config files, which is wp-config.php from WordPress installations. Basically, if this file downloads instead of displaying, or if it actually displays the source instead of the rendered version, actually, there's no rendered version of the config file, but if it actually displays and you're seeing the source code, then you can get things like database creds and other you know keys and other credentials. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of... Uh, whole bunch of bots, looks like around 20,000 nodes that are um, just pulling these for various sites just to see if there's anything there. I doubt they're even checking for WordPress. They're probably just hitting everything with a web port with um, a request for that file. And I went and checked my logs, and sure enough, there are people asking for that file. Luckily, they were all 404s. I've actually had this incorporated in a couple of my web security check methodologies for quite some time because 
think it's interesting to try and render some uh, config files that hide credentials and just look for a 200. If you get a 200, you probably have source code or creds or something. I think it's a good thing to add to web methodologies. Russia is trying to aggravate racial tensions in the U.S. before the 2020 election. This includes not just previous techniques of propagating memes and creating fake advocacy groups. It's actually more than that. It's also prodding and supporting white supremacy organizations. And the quote of the article for me on this was this quote, and the article is from the New York Times, so it's really well put together. Quote for me was, to put it simply, in this space, Russia wants to watch us tear ourselves apart. This is this is what I've been writing about since 2016. Like, it seems so obvious to me. But try not to go too heavy on it because I talk about it too much. So, or I talk about it a lot. I don't know if it's too much. I don't get any hate mail about it, but you have, I have to assume that. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, next story. <laughs> Same topic. U.S. President Trump is trying to get Putin brought back into the G7, which is strongly opposed by other members. And Canada's Trudeau says he'll veto the move. And I believe Merkel is also saying no, that she will veto it. I don't know if she said she would veto it, but yeah. And Merkel said she wouldn't even come to the summit in the U.S., and that links right into this next one, where the U.S. is pulling 9,500 troops out of Germany, which will further damage the U.S.-German relationship and further isolate the U.S. from Europe. seems that many of the U.S.'s recent international moves have benefited Russia and Putin while harming the U.S. long-term. Inviting Putin to the G7, relaxing sanctions against Russia, giving Syria over to Russia, withdrawing troops from Germany— basically saying it's okay what you did in Crimea. This is precisely what I was talking about in 2016, basically saying what Trump would do back back then, before he was even elected. And we're seeing the world turn against us now because of it. Merkel said she's not coming to the G7. Trudeau and Trump are openly fighting. I mean, that's Canada and Germany. We're treating our dictatorship enemies better than our long-term partners that formed a coalition to contain Russia. And I'm sure Putin is quite pleased with all of this. The U.S. Air Force is going to have a combat drone go up against a human pilot in 2021. Of course, they're basically just trying to figure out how good they can make AI, and if they can make it where you can autonomously fight air wars which I'm glad they're doing this, but kind of hope they don't succeed because that'll just uh, speed up the inevitable of the uh, computers taking over at some point. Not really. I'm only partially scared of that. I'm kind of kidding, but not really. Vulnerabilities. Cisco patched dozens of vulns in their industrial routers. SAP ASE had a flaw that could allow database access. Google has addressed two critical vulns that allow RCE on Android. India continues to have a problem with leaving medical images exposed online. Zoom patched two new high-severity path traversal vulnerabilities found by researchers, and QNAP NAS devices 
They're being targeted by ransomware again, and they're using a combination of exploit and brute force to get into these boxes. And they're designed to be online, so it's a big target base. Breaches. Joomla had an S3 bucket breach of 2,700 records. Zoomcar had a breach of around 3.5 million accounts. And the San Francisco Employees Retirement System was compromised through a vendor. Companies. VMware has acquired network security firm LastLine, and RiskIQ has raised $15 million to focus on critical industries. Technology news. CES is trying to hold its January 2021 event in Vegas live, in person, like they normally do in those giant, giant buildings for the convention center up to the north of Vegas. Been there a few times. I would love to go back just because I want to be around people, but I don't know. I think they're just trying to be optimistic here. I don't think they're actually assuming that they'll be able to do it. I think they're kind of um, trying to invoke positivity and make it real in the world (laughs) by scheduling this thing to be in person. Hopefully it works out for them because that means it will have worked out for everyone. Many are listening to police scanner apps during the recent protests. There's one called 5.0, which is pretty cool. I've got two of these actually. Used to be super in the scanner, so that's something I do. Uh, Some of the channels you can't get, like you, I have not seen one for like SFPD, for example think some are um, just allowed to be encrypted and private, but there are still lots of channels and it's can be interesting. Feels a little like ambulance chasing at times. So I don't know. I kind of feel dirty after doing it for a little while and get off of it, but it's still uh, interesting to see what's going on, especially when there might be riots in the neighborhood, which happened last Saturday. Boxable is a company that builds tiny little homes that can be stacked together like Legos. I think they said they were about 50 grand, but I saw one stacked on top of another. I assume you can do them side to side and front to back. I don't know. Sounds interesting. I can't wait for this technology to improve because I feel like the worst thing is going to be like electrical and plumbing. But other than that, I would love to just pick land you know, work on a garden and drop in some housing and get some Ikea stuff and just be done with it. Companies. Zoom grew 169% in the last year and made $320 million in Q1. Human news. In just April, more than 469,000 public school employees lost their jobs including many, many teachers. This is more than the 300,000 that were lost in the 2008 recession, and we've only just now recovered to getting those employees back, which is, what, 12 years later. So that's pretty depressing. Kids now spend as much time watching TikTok as YouTube in the U.S., U.K., and Spain. UC Berkeley sleep scientists have linked chronic inflammation and cardiovascular disease with difficulty sleeping. So this is yet another malady 
tied to inflammation. I honestly think this is going to be like the underlying meta cause in coming years. I don't know if it'll be the one, but feels like it's going to be really, really pertinent. China has reclassified dogs from food to pets as part of their numerous moves to make its food safer after the coronavirus pandemic. The title image for this article is super sad. It is like a giant fishnet full of dogs, and they're just lumped together in this clump. And it's it's heartbreaking. Um, so I, I applaud them for making this switch. I mean, it was for all the wrong reasons, but anything that keeps dogs or really any sentient animal from experiencing that kind of behavior, I mean, that is, that's just uh, unconscionable. Looks like the remote learning experiment forced by COVID-19 has been largely unsuccessful. This doesn't mean it will always be the case, but we can't ignore the fact that so many people have had bad experiences doing this. Like evidently, according to the testing, the kids are not learning uh, as well. They're unlearning their stuff faster. And of course, the stress on the parents, um, we're, we're going to have to learn how to do this. But we can't really judge this as being like a real college try. We were just like forced via emergency into kind of doing it. So I wouldn't write it off yet. A man just recently came out of a 75-day meditation retreat and turned to the people on the outside and said, did I miss anything? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You missed a few things. Archaeologists just found the largest and oldest Mayan monument ever discovered. It's around 1.4 kilometers long and around 15 meters high. Ideas, trends, and analysis. I've been studying the bifurcation of class in America for several years, and while I don't feel anything like a stock market expert, one thing that stood out to me in the last, I don't know, few months, six months, or two months, I don't know, all blurs together at this point, is the impression that the stock market has broken its tie from the well-being of everyday America. In other words, I used to feel that if America were suffering, the stock market would also be in trouble or, you know, going up and down, it would fluctuate. It would just be, it would be sad, right? And if Americans were doing well, we would see gains in the stock market as well. They would be linked. But that link seems to be broken now. It's as if the rich, like companies and shareholders, have broken away from normal people. And now it's possible to have 80% of the country get crushed with unemployment, which is what's happening right now, and, and the top 10% does better than ever. I mean, I'm looking at my stock market returns. I'm looking at the stock market overall. And you read a jobs report, 40 million people lost their jobs. And you look at the stock market and holy crap, it's doing great. And it just suddenly hit me. It's like, well, yeah, because those are different people. It's like there's this whole upper crust that can just thrive and be successful completely unrelated to how the rest of the country is doing. And if this is true, which I believe it is, it would be extremely dangerous to our union. You know, the type of thing that could cause unrest. 
Not that that would ever happen. NPR reports on a study here in PNAS. I'm not sure what that acronym is for, but it says white officers are not more likely than black officers to shoot black suspects. This It actually doesn't say whether cops are or not biased against minority suspects, but rather that white cops are not more biased than black cops, which I think is a really interesting distinction. It's almost like they're saying, yes, cops are worse against minorities, but white cops aren't worse than black cops, which is a much smaller statement than saying, you know, cops are not biased against minorities. Um, evidently, I mean, this is a really big journal and it takes a lot of peer review to get into it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see the follow-ups and additional things that either go against it or support it. Seeing mental health as mental wealth. This is a really cool article basically saying, don't think of it as illness. Think of it as an investment in health that grows over time. Thought it was really smart comparison. And How French Intellectuals Ruined the West, which is basically about postmodernism. Updates. I finished The Meritocracy Trap very quickly, just in a few days, and I'm now reading Complex PTSD, which is about different personality types and how they can be caused by neglect and abuse at early ages. It's basically a different view on PTSD and basically a bunch of mental problems. Um, and this author calls it CPTSD, basically saying that neglect and abuse at early ages are, is the underlying cause for all these other things. So it's kind of a different take on a lot of the science that's currently out there, social science that's out there. And, uh, I, I'm finding it fascinating. So if you know anyone who is you know, struggling with things like this, or you are yourself, you should, uh, you should check it out. And I had someone reach out to me and basically we were discussing some mutual people that we know and, you know, how they might be going through some stuff. And this person had read some books to try to help them. And I was like, Oh, I should read that too. So, um, yeah, this is my first one. And I've got two other recommendations, which is in this next session here, which is quite a few books that I have queued up right now. So one is Burn In, a novel of the real robotic revolution. This I think we might read in the Unsupervised Learning Book Club, and we might pick the book next Saturday when we do our book club. This looks really cool um, and right up the alley of everyone in the group. So I'm going to propose that, see if someone has a better idea, but that looks cool. It's fiction, obviously, but it's about Basically, what does the government look like with all these gadgets in the future? Like, what does it look like to go through some place where there's sensors everywhere and drones everywhere? And it's just kind of a, well, I don't know for sure because I haven't read it yet, but the way it's described is it's like dystopian tech type of situation. So we read a book similar to this um, and we really enjoyed it. So we might do that one. Next one is Getting to Yes and Nonviolent Communication, which, which are in the vein of um, this CPTSD book that I was just talking about. And Team of Teams, 
Storytelling with Data, The Big Book of Dashboards, Information Dashboard Design, The Data Loom, which is fantastic. This is like the best book I've ever seen so far on um, data visualization and actually really just dashboards reporting business intelligence in general, like getting to a narrative from data. This thing is incredible. It's called The Data Loom. Uh, of all the ones that I've read, this is my favorite so far. And the last one is called The Deception Game, which is more about um, information warfare and that kind of stuff. And I desperately need to do an update to my Goodreads because I haven't updated the last couple dozen books that I've read. Discovery, 50 Ideas That Changed My Life, How to Become a Hacker, How to Create an SSH Bastion on AWS Using Terraform, a glorious project that tracks and visualizes the stock holdings of U.S. senators. This thing is fantastic. I opened it up, was browsing around. It's, it's great. And I signed up for the uh, email list. So when someone makes a new investment, uh, you get a notification that so-and-so and senator just invested in this company. And it's I was just thinking it's a really smart way to find things to invest in. You imagine all the insider knowledge that they're not supposed to be trading on, but they definitely are. Well, now you have a list of their investments. It's like, okay, well, let's collapse those down into the common ones. And those are probably pretty good bets. It's like Trader Joe's not spending money deciding where to put a store. They just put one across the street from Whole Foods whenever Amazon spends all their money to figure out where it should go. So maybe we could do that with stocks based on what U.S. senators get. Do simple things. This is a really smart little piece. It's about coding. NCC put out a history of game cheats and game security. Fuzzing a video game with CERT's basic fuzzing framework. The psychology behind why some people think 5G makes them sick. An Active Directory security checklist. Why your website should be using HSTS. The best code is no code. Cloudflare TV. This is crazy. It's a 24-7 TV channel with just a whole bunch of stuff. This is... I just had a friend uh, join Cloudflare. He's the best salesperson I've ever met in my life. He's also a fellow reader and used to just bring us books to read when he would come talk us talk to us about various products. He's just uh, one of my favorite people. But anyway, he decided to go over there, and I was just telling him how much I loved Cloudflare and like their innovation. They've done a few things that have kind of annoyed me, but. I love their spirit of innovation. And this Cloudflare TV, this is this is brilliant. It's basically like, um, in the article, they actually have a picture of the logo of Tech TV, which if you remember that, that was cool at the time. And I love that they're trying to get back to that vibe. OWASP's list of static code analysis tools. Shodan Dojo, learn Shodan through Katas. Git Scanner, a tool for scanning sites with public.git directories. And Word Scraper, a Selenium-based word scraper for creating password lists. 
And my recommendation, got a pretty interesting one this week. Make an ordered list from one through five of how you would like to be remembered by your loved ones and the world. Be brutally honest with yourself when you do this. This is what you would want people to think and say about you at your funeral. And David Brooks calls this the eulogy goals as opposed to resume goals. And I decided to think of what mine were. I mean, I've done this before, but I decided to just wing it um, real time while creating this part of the episode. And here they are. So number one was kind and helpful to everyone. Two, was fiercely loyal and giving to his friends and loved ones. Three, was wise and insightful about the things that matter. Again, you have to be super honest, right? So even if it's like something kind of yucky and a little bit egocentric, um, you don't have to be so stupid as to talk about it on a podcast like I, I am here, but at least be honest with yourself, right? Number four, provided value to others through thinking, writing, and speaking. And five, helped advance how humans view and pursue their happiness and meaning. So that's the five. So the things on top should be infinitely more important than the things below. So you should be happy if you only had number one. You should be a little more happy if you had number two, right? One and two, for example. So it doesn't matter what it is. So, so now you have your list. Now what you do is you evaluate what you've done in the last week, the last month, the last year, and you ask yourself how your choices of activities to engage in during those periods of time have led to the results in your list, or have they not led to those results? So in other words, if during a given day, you're not doing anything to contribute to those one through five, okay, that's fine. What about the week? Oh, it turns out you're not doing it during the week as well. It's not part of your system. It's not part of your methodology. So it's not going to get done, right? So you look at your daily methodology. You look at your weekly schedule. You look at what you do during a given month. And if you don't see things that are getting you to these five, and you see gaps, you have to make adjustments to your daily, weekly, monthly routine so that you are more aligned with your goals as a person. That's the only way you're going to get to your eulogy goals. So I think this is really powerful. And again, with so much of my stuff, I'm actually lecturing myself. So if it sounds like I'm lecturing, I am. I'm lecturing myself. If it helps you, then I'm really happy about that. Awesome. And the aphorism for the week. Great things are not done by impulse, but by a series of small things brought together. Great things are not done by impulse, but by a series of small things brought together. George Eliot. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe inserted ads are not just annoying, but that their business model is toxic to content creation. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here. And they also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. 
To become a member, just head over to danielmisro.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already done so. Each of you is participating in the direct model of creator support that is helping this show survive and grow. And I greatly appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.